Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Young and Adulting Podcast. We are in season six and we've been asking the question, what I wish I knew. We've invited individuals and couples that have lived life a little bit longer than many of us viewing this uh, to hopefully glean insight on this story that the Lord is writing in all of our lives. And we're going to have an opportunity to unpack stories related to freedom and and restoration that God has done in the life of one of our extremely valuable pastors here in the life of our church at Christ Fellowship. Uh, he might be, uh, he's no stranger to our church, but I want to make sure that you know, uh, Pastor Drew is with us today. He's the executive pastor of discipleship. I'm reading it because I want to make sure he gets this <laughs> this title correct. He is the executive, you heard that right, pastor of discipleship, who's also very involved in our freedom and care ministry. Pastor Drew, thank you so much for being here. You could just call me Drew. It's a joy to be here. All right. I'll call you Drew. Yeah. Executive Drew? Drew. Uh, Drew. Okay. I, I got the permission. Let's roll with that. Drew. Well, I'm yep. excited about our conversation today, and I'd love for you to just share a little bit with our, our viewers and our listeners uh, a little bit about your story uh, as it relates to when you were a young adult. Ah, oh, as a young adult. Okay, so like I didn't grow up going to church. Um, was didn't grow up a Christian. Yeah. Uh, but when I was a senior in high school, that's a young adult, right? Yeah. Senior in high school, yeah. um, I had uh, God put all of these people in my life who who loved Him, mm. and who loved their church. And I know that they loved their church because they were constantly inviting me to the church. Yeah. Uh, so I had one friend that said, "You should come to my church, Drew, because there's great uh, preaching." Yeah. And I said, oh, "I'm not really interested in that." <laughs> and another friend said, "You should come to my church because there's great worship." I said, nah, I'm not, not really interested in that. One day, one of my buddies came to me and said, Drew, you should come to my church because it's a great place to meet beautiful women. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm interested in that. <laughs> That'll yeah, do it. Right? Yeah. So I was like a true seeker. Yeah. Uh, started going to church. I wasn't seeking after Jesus, right. but I was a true seeker. And of it course, I met a lot of beautiful women, including my wife, Kathy. I met her at church, the most beautiful woman, right? I love it. Uh, Hashtag but, uh, in the house. Yeah, that's right. House. Yeah. But uh, of course, I met Jesus. And I started to fall in love uh, with Jesus. I started reading my, my Bible and uh, just fell in love again with this man, Jesus, his, his teachings. I remember like going to a Bible study and they just happened to be reading the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. Um, you know, these Matthew chapters five, six, and seven. Mm. And, and I remember showing up and, and hearing these words, these teachings of Jesus for the first time and, and thinking, it's so beautiful. Mm. And I remember, I remember thinking, um, uh, if I could just live like this, this is the answer to all the problems in my wow. life. And if we could just live like this, this is the answer to all the problems in our world. And I just hmm. fell in love with Jesus. A lot of people, you know, when they come to faith in Christ, they um, it's because they don't like want to go to hell, right? It's like right. fire insurance, yeah, right? You yeah, turn yeah. or burn type of thing. Yeah. It wasn't at all for me. Like didn't even uh, hmm. factor in. I didn't even think about that. Hmm. In fact, I remember after I became a Christian, uh, I had a friend come to me a couple weeks later. He said, isn't it, isn't it great now that we're Christians that we get to go to heaven? Hmm. I said, really? <laughs> That's like a bonus. How cool, you know? But I fell in love hmm. with Jesus and his teachings and the way that he wow. he taught us uh, to live, right? Like for me, becoming a Christian wasn't about eternal life forever. Hmm. It was about a better life now. Wow. And um, I, I just saw that. You know, I remember thinking like I, so when you're asking like, what was I like as a young adult? I was really passionate, hmm. uh, really passionate about telling other people about Jesus and about uh, building this church. I remember thinking like, if this Jesus thing's true, all of my friends have to know about it. Mm. And if this if this Jesus thing is true, that uh, building his church is the single greatest endeavor on the face of the earth, and I want to give my life to it. 
I mean, I'm thinking as a young adult, like what, what greater, grander, nobler, more significant thing could I give my life to than, than, than building the kingdom of God? And so in my 20s, like I was like, I was all about, um, I just want to make as much hay for the kingdom as I could. Wow. So I, I would describe myself as really passionate. Now yeah. my wife, Kathy, who knew me back then would say that I was intense. Intense. <laughs> like intense, yeah. And, and so much so that she, for a long time, didn't want anything to do with me because mm. boy, Drew is... Yeah, intense. Yeah, but uh, but I, I believe I was passionate. Yeah, mm. and uh, you know I'm still pretty passionate about telling people about Jesus. Yeah, and about building His church. So maybe I haven't changed all that much. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's all right. Yeah, maybe that's all right. Thank you so much for sharing that. There's already so many things there that I'm sure is going to be breathing life into our community of young adults and. I know that as a church, we've launched uh, what we call our Freedom Studies, yeah. and you have had many rounds of walking through uh, journeys of freedom with different yeah. people in the lives of our church, different families, different young adults yeah. um, of all walks of life. And I would just love to know from uh, from your experience of just being in the trenches with people, what have you been learning about freedom and care that would be helpful for our audience today? Yeah, a couple of years ago, I guess maybe it was five years ago, Pastor Julie, who's probably the greatest freedom fighter that I know, mm. came to me and asked me if I'd help, I'd help look after and build this thing uh, called freedom. And it's, it's been one of the great opp greatest opportunities I've had in my life. It's just been such a joy. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing better than helping people find freedom. Yeah. And um, I think the common theme that I'd say is everybody needs freedom. Mm. Like Everybody needs freedom. We say this all the time here at Christ Fellowship. Everybody needs freedom. You might say, I don't need freedom, but you do. Mm. We all do, right? When I think of freedom, the, the analogy that I often use is um, that of a treadmill. Um, mm. Nobody likes running on a treadmill, right? I mean, who likes running on a treadmill? Nobody likes running on a treadmill, right? Uh, running by the beach, you know, running outdoors, running in nature, that's awesome. But nobody likes running on a, on a treadmill, right? Because you're stuck. Mm. You don't go anywhere, yeah? And, and most of us, even those of us who are Christians, like if we're honest, there's some area in our life, we're saved, mm. but there's some area in our life where we're stuck. Yep. We're stuck. And we struggle with the same old hurts and habits and hangups again and again. We feel powerless and defeated. And we're on a sort of spiritual treadmill. Yeah. Right? And Pastor Julie loves to teach us about John 10, 10, where Jesus says, the enemy comes to rob, kill, and destroy. Right? But I have come that they may have life and life to the full. And a lot of us, again, even those of us who are Christians, who are saved, we're not living that full, free John 10, 10 life. But Jesus, he came to set us free. Yeah. And the fact that we get to be a part of that is is incredible. Yeah. And I said, everybody struggles with something, right? Yeah, like yeah. everybody needs freedom, yeah? And, and I think that's why freedom has resonated so deeply mm -hmm. with our church family. Yeah. And, you know, over the uh, past uh, four years, we've had 18,000 people here at Christ Fellowship who have gone through freedom. That's incredible. Even now, right now, we've got 2,900 people in our church family who are going through freedom. It's been incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And I just want to add a plug before we move forward. We do have what's called a freedom encounter. Freedom encounter. Uh, could you just share just a little bit about what to expect with a freedom encounter? Yeah, and I'll throw out sure. some dates and details. So our freedom ministry, there's two parts to it. There's our yep. freedom study, which yep. is like an eight-week study that people can go through in a small group or class format. Yep. And then there's the half-day freedom encounter. Hmm. It's an incredible day of worship, teaching, prayer, declaration, um, all of our teaching team at Pastors Todd and Julie and all of our Christ Fellowship teaching team, I think you might be a part of it this year. Like we all, we yeah. it, it's its all about helping people yeah. be set free. Yeah. And it is just the most, I think it is the most incredible day every year uh, in our church calendar. People come in and I'm just, I see it every year, chains are broken, people are set free. It's incredible. incredible. So. Well, uh, mark your calendars. Saturday, uh, November 11th. November 11th. Uh, we're going to have multiple. Four locations. We're going to do in Palm Beach Gardens. Yep. 
We're going to do it up in Port St. Lucie, uh, down in uh, Boynton Beach. Love it. And Christ Fellowship in Espanol. Uh, it's exciting. And, yeah. I, and I love this because I'm sure you're hearing this conversation and you're already buying into this conversation of freedom and you feel compelled to be a part of it. And now you don't have to wait. You could come in person in. to one of these locations and we would absolutely love to be able to find a, a safe place for you to come and just experience uh, an encounter with the Lord in an area of freedom. And on that note, I'm really curious with all the stories that you've walked through and navigated with people, what are some of the things that people are needing freedom from? Yeah, I mean, so many different things. And we try to help people break free from all sorts of uh, things, right? Like uh, addiction and abuse and fear and rejection, yep. shame. I think anger and unforgiveness, especially in the world we live in today, the culture yep. that we're in, like, I think anger and unforgiveness might be the most significant things. Mm. Um, you think about like all of us at some point in our lives, you don't get through life without somebody hurts. All of us yep. had somebody hurt us, yep. right? Maybe it was uh, uh, an ex-boyfriend or a mm. girlfriend, a uh, husband or a wife, a mom mm -hmm. or a dad, a boss, yep. a teacher, a yep. coach, even a pastor, right? And if we're not careful, the enemy who comes to rob, kill and destroy, yeah. he'll use that hurt and he'll turn it into anger mm. and then later unforgiveness. And this is mm. one of the primary ways that the enemy robs us of our freedom. Mm. Pastors Todd and Julie always say that um, holding on to unforgiveness is like drinking poison, expecting the other person Oof. to die, right? Where you think that we're like, if we stay angry towards the other person, somehow it will hurt them, wow. but really we're just hurting ourselves. Wow. Yeah. How many of us have felt anger or unforgiveness towards someone weeks, months, years yep. after they've hurt us, right? They've totally forgotten about yep. us. They have moved on, right? Yeah. But we're stuck on that spiritual treadmill, mm. right? And we need freedom. This is why Jesus talks so much about forgiveness. Yep. Uh, in Matthew 18, 21 through 22, Jesus tells Peter that he needs to forgive someone who hurt him, not seven times, but 70 times seven times. Now, I'm mm. not good at math. That's why I became a pastor because I know <laughs> that two plus two equals Jesus, right? But, but that's a lot of times. And I always tell people, I was telling people in our freedom study last night, um, I think forgiveness is probably 80% of freedom. Wow. Yeah. Ugh, that's so good. And I have so many conversations with young adults and people in our family ministries that when you talk about forgiveness, it it's so, it almost seems just so hard to articulate, like to grasp yeah. that if it was a light switch, we'd all turn it on. Sure. If it were um, easy. If it were easy, we'd, yeah. all, we'd all run after it. Um how would you speak to just a practical way? Like, how do you forgive people that have hurt you? I'm sure somebody's listening right now. Mm -hmm. They can recall a situation or maybe it came to their mind as we were talking yeah. and they're thinking, I just, this has been with me with, for years. How do I just simply let it go yeah. and it no longer affects me the way that it has? Yeah. How, what would you speak to that, that young adult? Well, I think you got to start by recognizing how much you've been forgiven. We have to start by recognizing how much we've been forgiven. The Apostle mm -hmm. Paul says in Ephesians 4, 32, he says, be kind and compassionate to one another and forgive yeah. each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Mm -hmm. Now, be kind and compassionate to one another and forgive each other, mm -hmm. just as in Christ, God forgave you. Those words, that phrase, just as in Christ, they should be bolded, italicized, mm -hmm. underlined, big font <laughs> in each of our Bibles, right? Mm -hmm. Let me think about it. It is hard to remain angry when we think about how much Christ has forgiven us. Wow. It is hard for me not to forgive when I think about how much Christ has forgiven me. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, forgiveness is a choice. It's a hmm. decision. It's not a hmm. feeling. You'll never feel like forgiving point. someone, right? You'll never point. feel that way, but but you must, yep. right? Because you'll never be free if you don't forgive. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, again, and we've been forgiven for so much, right? Ephesians 4.32 is clear, like the forgiven must forgive. Yeah. Yeah, the forgiven must forgive. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's so many good things there. And uh, if you're listening now, I hope you're taking notes and you could even pause this and rewind. Like that's the beauty <laughs> of podcasts and YouTube videos that you can do that. And I really hope that you treat this conversation as a resource. Mm-hmm. So Pastor Drew, I just wanna, I wanna thank you even for how you've been unpacking this. I would love to know, uh, that verse that you shared, Ephesians 4.32, are there any other scriptures that show how to forgive, give a practical framework for some of our listeners? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I'll go back to uh, Jesus's words in the Sermon on the Mount, those yeah. words that impacted me so uh, deeply when I first became a follower of Christ. Mm. You know, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus would say things like, he said, uh, you have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I mm. say, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's in Matthew 5, 34 through 35. And it looks kind of the same sermon. Jesus says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, mm. bless those who curse you, pray for those who hurt you. Yeah, so just in those two verses, Jesus is telling us to do three things here in the Sermon on the Mount. Practical things, ways that we can forgive people who have hurt us. So yeah. number one, he says, we need to pray for those who've hurt us. And you, you know, it's hard to remain angry with someone when you're praying for them yes. every single day. Yep, it's, I, agree. I mean, try it, it's yep. hard to do, right? Yep. Second thing he says is we need to bless those who've hurt us. Hmm. For some of us, it's all we can do just to not talk negatively yeah. about the person who's hurt us, right? It's but Jesus practical. actually, he asks us to go a step further. He, he actually says that we need to bless or, or speak well of them. You know, Amanda, this is not something we see in today's culture. Like, could yeah. you imagine if politicians actually sought wow. to bless and speak well of their opponents. I'm wow. thinking like Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Like how, like we can't even imagine that in our culture, right? The apostle Paul, he takes it even further, right? He says in Romans 12, 14, he says, bless those who persecute you. Yeah. Don't curse them. Mm. Actually pray that God would bless them. Wow. Now, I read that, I'm like, what? Like, not only do I need to bless them, but I need to pray that God is gonna bless them as well. Like that, that's bonkers, mm. yeah? Yep. And, and then the third thing that Jesus says we need to do is we need to do good to those who hurt us. And again, the apostle Paul, he he continues in Romans 12, he says, never pay back evil with more evil. Hmm. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're hmm. thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. So in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says that we need to pray for, bless, and do good to those who hurt us. And I can remember reading these words a few years ago when I began kind of my freedom journey. And I realized that the enemy was using anger and unforgiveness to rob me of my freedom. And Holy Spirit just, he told me, he said that I actually needed to do, believe it or not, it's crazy. I actually needed to do what Jesus told us to do. (laughs) I actually had to like, put this teaching into practice. I yeah. had to go and forgive the people that I had felt had hurt me, yeah? yeah? And so I remember uh, Holy Spirit saying, Drew, you need to, there was somebody who lived in another state and um, I felt like they had hurt me. Mm-hmm. I was harboring a lot of anger and unforgiveness towards them. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, I got it. Holy Spirit said, you need to go. You need to book a ticket, book wow. a flight. Wow. You need to fly to that state. You need to offer to buy this person lunch. Wow. And you need to forgive them. You need to try to reconcile this relationship. You've got to deal with this anger once and for all. So trying to be obedient to Holy wow. Spirit, I booked a flight. I got on a plane. And even as I was sitting on that plane, I'm thinking, how do I get out of this? Yeah. I mean, what excuses can I come up right. with to avoid having 
this conversation that right. I've been putting off for so long. But I knew I had to do it. So I called this person up and we scheduled a time. I took him out to lunch and um, I was able to apologize for some things that I'd done to him. And wow. he was able to apologize for some of the things that he'd done to me. And then I was able to forgive him. I was able to do these things, you know, to pray for him and bless him and and, and do good to him and speak well of him. And, and um, I thought it was going to be a really quick conversation. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like 15 minutes. Yeah. And that was it. We were done, yeah. right? We ended up talking for three hours. Wow. We ended up talking for three hours and it was this beautiful healing conversation. And then at the end, we gave each other a big hug, walked out on the sidewalk, he went his way and I went mine. But I was different. Oof. I was different, I was free. And there's just nothing better mm. than freedom. I could feel it, I was free. Wow. Yeah. And I share that story in our freedom study. And and since then, I've heard a story after story of people from our church who have actually gone and done the same thing. Wow! You know, they they booked they booked a flight to go forgive the father that abused them as a child. My they goodness. apologized to an ex boyfriend or or girlfriend uh, for something that they'd done. They for, forgave somebody, a friend who'd betrayed them. Wow! And they too they they found freedom. Yeah, like Jesus's teachings in the Sermon on the Mount, they work. Mm. They work if you put them into practice. That is so good. And I'm, I'm even thinking of relationships in my life as I'm, uh, this is getting very personal to yeah. hear because as you talk about like freedom being this thing that just kind oh. of entered you and the, the baggage of unforgiveness lifted oh. off of you, like you're describing it so tangibly that it's bringing up relationships in my life that I'm like, why am I robbing myself of this yeah. gift yeah. of freedom that the Lord is offering? Yeah. And I can only imagine the young adults that are tuning in that are feeling the same thing that I'm feeling right now and are ready to jump on a flight That's right. and, and figure this thing out. Can but, I just say, if you're, if you're, if, if Holy Spirit's telling you, not you, I'm talking to our listeners yeah, now, but yeah. you too. Yeah. I'll, he's I'll telling you to do that. something, do it. Yeah. Because nothing Nothing feels better than freedom. Ugh, I love that. And I think that's a great place for us to land today. Yeah. Nothing feels better than freedom. And that mm. forgiveness is a choice. It's yeah. not a feeling. So you don't have to wait for it to come. Yeah. You can actually make that decision now yeah. and open that gift of freedom that Jesus paid for, yeah. for you to have an Praise abundance. God. Hey, uh, something that we've been doing with each one of our uh, communicators that will come onto our podcast is uh, we've got different generations listening and we really appreciate all of the gold that you've shared. And what we want to know is um, what is a style that you wish would come back in style in 2023 when this is being taped right now? Oh, gosh. Uh, I like talking like fashion. You could talk fashion, yeah. Oh, uh, so I've never been the most stylish person in the world. <laughs> uh, probably not at all surprising to you. I'll tell you, I, I, I used to have a pair of, of Doc Martin shoes. Doc Martin. But I love these shoes. You know what I'm talking about? Like they've got I might like have to Google it. Six inches of rubber on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, like they were so, there was a season where they were like super cool. Doc Martin shoes. Yeah. And I just was in London a couple weeks ago and uh, everybody was wearing Doc Martens. It's like they're back <laughs> in like, the style. My, my gosh, I wish I had hung on to my shoes. So I, I, oh, I, I, I didn't know that they would, they would come back. Uh, what I hope never comes back in style <laughs> yes. is um, Western snap shirts. Western They're, snap shirts. You know what I'm talking about those? those I like don't. Cowboy shirts and like the snaps. No, okay. Wait, the little metal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I do. Uh, I, I do. I think I've seen those before. When I first came to Christ Fellowship, everybody was wearing them. <laughs> and I'm like, you're in South Florida. You're not a cowboy. But everybody's wearing that them. That's so like, funny. I, I, so I bought all these shirts, all these Western snap shirts. Amazing. And I thought I looked really cool until my wife, Kathy, said, Drew, you look ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're thankful for Miss yeah. Kathy. Praise hey, God. and we're thankful for you. Thank you so much for taking the time and making the investment that you've made in our young adults community here at Christ Fellowship. I don't even think we'll be able to contain the stories of freedom 
that have just been seated right now yeah. um, because of what you've been courageously willing to live in order to be able to tell. So thank you so much for Praise the investment God. you've made yeah. for us today. Hey, this has been an incredible conversation. Uh, I want to just thank you for tuning in to our Young and Adulting podcast. If there was something in this that was very beneficial and valuable to you, I hope that you'll leave us a comment, that you'll subscribe, that you'll share this conversation with somebody that you know. And we're going to be right back here next week with another episode of the Young and Adulting podcast. So stay tuned and we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.